Welcome. Hello, everybody. To our podcast. Me and Grant started a podcast for quarantine. So we thought we'd do this. And he's looking at me weird. I'm not looking at you weird. I'm just waiting for you to finish talking. What's the name of our podcast? It's called Damn You're Tall Podcast. And uh, it's just a husband and wife talking on microphones about what's been going on. Yeah. All, all the fun stuff that at least we come up with. As far as the name Damn You're Tall, that's something that you came up with. Why'd you settle on that? Yes, I came up with that. Grandma 6'4". I am a six foot one woman. So I get stared at a lot. <laughs> Not only because I am a large woman, I am very tall. So that that's why. And Graham, actually, people look at us, especially when we're together, is very weird, especially since I'm black and he's a white man. They're like, what are these two together? Like, who are what? What are they? I tend to assume people are staring at us because it's kind of when you put a bunch of peop- tall people together, it's also a duplicative effect. They all seem even taller. That's my theory behind it. I, I, I still think it's the latter because <laughs> I am a black woman. Like even when I'm by myself, people are like, especially when I'm like overseas, like it's crazy. Like when I'm in Japan, people are just like, like we went over there. I think I was with some friends. Well, actually some other throwers. And like there was people taking pictures of us. <laughs> like, I guess there's not a lot of black people that go there. I mean, it's Japan. Like, there should be a lot. You, you think so? But anyway, they would like, just, they're like, oh, that lady was just taking a picture of you. I was like, oh, well, that that's what happens here. I was used to it at that point because I've been to Japan at least twice since then, and China is like way worse because they just sit there and just look at you like you're like a freak of nature, especially you're really tall. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I got the podcast name from, and I thought it suits like why. Why it's like, damn, you're tall. Because some people come to you like, man, you're really tall. I'm like, you can't say the opposite. You can't just go up to somebody like, yeah, you're really short. Like, that's rude. <laughs> like, you, can't you, can't go, you can't go up to them and be like, hey, how's the weather down there? Or any of the other dumb questions we get asked. You just have to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I am. I am tall. Thank you for having functional eyes. <laughs> really, though? Like, like people come like, oh, you're really tall. Like, Yes, I am aware of that. Like, and I'm not, I feel like I'm not even that tall. There's some, I know girls that are like 6'6. Six, six, so there's tall girls taller than me that I used to play basketball with. But again, I, that's kind of the thing that you got used to that because you were around them so much because of basketball. Most people don't run into it. So, yeah, that's, that's where I came up with the name. So, if you want to send us some questions, have some fun with it, nothing like super dreary and serious. We're just trying to have fun during quarantine. Hopefully, it's ending soon. So, you can send it, send it to us at, Damn your tall pod at gmail.com. Once again, D-A-M-N-Y-O-U-R-E-T-A-L-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. And today you were all excited about that stupid movie secret obsession. Hey, hey, we'll get into that. First, we have to introduce ourselves, like what we do and all that stuff. So I'll go first. <clears throat> are you are you gonna say something? No. Okay. <clears throat> well, you may already know me. My name's Felicia. I am a professional athlete. I throw the shot put. I have been to the Olympics in Rio. Yeah, 2016 was Rio. Um, like to lift weights, play video games, watch horrible movies, and make my husband watch them. And we have a Corgi, who's also really lame. I'm 
Graham. I am a consultant. I have a very cute and friendly and fun corgi that Felicia loves despite everything she says. No, I don't. Um, I also tend to play Davidja games. And I'm uh, handsome and good smelling. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a little bit about us. It's nothing like super like major. We we just made this podcast because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I just wanted to make one. Yeah. Oh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Felicia's been doing actually a surprising amount of stuff during the quarantine. I was fortunate and I was I'm I'm salaried, so I've been doing a fair amount of sitting around inside and staring at walls. I've had work to do, but You've been less working. excited. I know. You're the one who's actually been doing stuff. I I've been luckily, now that the gym's open, I can say this. During quarantine, my coach, um, Dr. Larry Judge, huge huge shout out to him. He um actually had a student who has his own gym and I was able to lift in it. So that was that was pretty nice. Um it's only like a couple days a week at first, and then it actually started picking up to like three days. And now I'm just basically going in there to lift to do my major lifting because that is the only place that has like an Olympic bar for doing cleans. So you don't hurt your wrist. It actually rolls. Every other place doesn't have an Olympic bar, which is crazy. That That's a thing that I learned. I am not a particularly athletic person. That's not to say I'm thoughtful, but I don't really lift and I don't go on jogs and stuff. I tend to go on walks and hikes. So I learned all about Olympic bars and spinniness and all this other nonsense. So that's that. Oh, I'm trying to make sure I don't pick up audio from you. I, I'm going to test see if it makes a difference. Oh, okay. Does it? I don't know. I'm going to find <laughs> out when I do all the audio recording because I know who's got to do it. I can do it. I have audio technology on mine. You can send it to me. Anyway. Yeah, but Apple betrayed you with your video editing, so I don't trust them. Oh, yeah, that's true. They updated the whole, like, software thing, and now I can't upload my footage for my videos. So my YouTube channel is, like, in limbo right now because I can't hear anything. Mm -hmm. Or not hear anything. I can't, like, upload stuff to my iMovie. So we're, we're doing that. But I can't go anywhere because quarantine. I told her not to get an Apple device, and she didn't believe me. I went to the Microsoft store, and I asked them what's good for video editing, and the guy goes, uh, just go get a Mac. So I was like, alright. Yeah, well, you shouldn't listen to him, because he obviously doesn't know anything. Because I'm doing all my audio video editing on a machine that has parts that are close to 20 years old. So and It's what, never betrayed you know, me. What, whatever. Does it? That thing is like a what Frankenstein you call it? Well, I call it the Frankenbox because it's got parts that are like 20 years old. It, I'd probably get a new motherboard since the current motherboard is let's see, it's 2020 now. I think about 10 years old. What? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, let's see here because I went to Hawaii. When did I go to Hawaii? 2014, 15. And I'd had it for, yeah, about 10 years old. Oh my God. Yeah, you mm -hmm. need to upgrade, man. <laughs> yeah, I will at some point. We've got to keep you in uh, your cameras and everything else just because that new sports camera for you. Hey, that was a necessity and it was on sale, and I like gadgets. 
If you don't know me, I enjoy a lot of gadgets, as Graham could uh, attest to that, I assume. Yes. Extremely so. Oh my god, it was on sale. First of all, you stole my headphones and microphones. So I had to get new headphones and a microphone for this podcast. You weren't using the microphone at all because Apple betrayed you. So I was using it. So that's not on me. Oh not god. on me. Not on me. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. But yes, I do enjoy gadgets. I got a new DJI Osmo action camera, which is really cool because it's better than GoPro. I mean, there's pros and cons for both, but it has a front-facing screen so I can actually vlog with it, like, discreetly if I'm going in places I don't like to record, like, going overseas. Like, even though you're, like, in Japan, they have, like, a million people with cameras, and they are like, oh, no, no, recording. I'm like, what? So you got, now I can do it secretly. <laughs> yeah. It's a little unnerving that you want to secretly record people, but I mean, just like vlogging footage. Just saying, not recording people. Oh my gosh! <sighs> so, what do you what do you want to jump into? I was gonna say we could go into our first segment, which is bad movies you've made me watch. <laughs> yes, I make him watch a lot of horrible movies, but some are actually really funny. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I was the one who suggested Killer Glass from Outer Space. Shut up. <laughs> so that's not fair at all. <laughs> but the first movie we'll, we'll talk about, we've, we've seen a lot of these, but it is called Secret Obsession. It is on a streaming service called Netflix. We're not sponsored by them, but, you know, everybody pretty much has the streaming service. So it is a 2019 American psychological thriller. Um, Basically, I said it's like a lifetime movie, but with a bigger budget. That's <laughs> how I see it. The, the plot of the story uh, is a woman trying to escape her partner. I'll, I'll use that air quote. You can't see me. Hold on a second. People are going to be very angry if we don't tell them there are spoilers, even though this movie has been out for a year. Oh, it's under a year. It came out in July, so almost a year. Okay. So Spoilers. People will still be mad that we gave them that we didn't tell them that there were spoilers for a very bad movie they shouldn't see that's on Netflix. Okay, so <clears throat> spoiler alert. Is that, is that better? Is that I just I don't I'm not concerned. I just don't want to get You've emails. already watched it. I don't want to get emails people going, Well, you ruined this movie for me. And my counterpoint would be, I can't ruin this movie for you. It's terrible. I figure out the twist within like 30 seconds of the movie starting. Anyway, okay, the movie is about, it starts off with a woman running from an unknown man, an assailant, trying to kill her, I'm assuming. Rainy day, rainy night, and she runs to a bathroom, tries to hide out in there. He comes in, and she escapes, locks him in, well, doesn't even lock him, she closes the gate, and she gets hit by a car. Flash forward for like a couple hours, not even an hour, it's like... It's a little unclear on the timing because there has to be enough time for somebody to show up. And um, oh, it's not a couple hours. It's like maybe however long it takes for the people. Because like at the scene, of the crime guy gets out who hit her is like, oh, uh, call an ambulance. So yeah. she gets in an ambulance, and they they hop to the hospital. Yeah, and they do that whole like stereotypical scene where she's like, oh, look in her eyes; they're all dilated, and she's like got a neck brace on. We her into the room. And her husband comes in to, you know, identify her. Um, skip ahead and 
she has like some brain trauma. Yes, she has lost a whole lot of memory, a whole lot of very convenient memory. <laughs> she doesn't remember whether or not her parents are alive. Uh, she doesn't remember her own name. Uh, she doesn't remember uh, quite a few things. So she remembers how to walk, how to talk, how to like engage in critical thinking. She, she gets there to do a montage with her and her husband that she's like, we're married and he's like, yeah, uh, I'm your husband. Foreshadowing. Um, so with all of that, they basically release her from the hospital. And they're like, hey, you got to come back for like some test or whatever. And it's going to take a while. So they give her a cane because like her ankle or leg is messed up too. So she goes back to their home. And of course, it's in like some remote area. Like you have no idea where they are. I think it's like it's in California, but they're like up in the woods somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, in, Northern, it's in Northern California. Yeah, so then basically I kind of fast forward. She starts figuring things out, like her phone's gone, and he brings her a new phone, and it doesn't work because he took out the battery. Well, at first, he, she thinks it doesn't work because it, they're in such a rural area. At this point, uh, do I say the thing about where I figured it out, or do I wait? You can go ahead. We're about... Okay. Oh, wait. There's one part of this movie that may be so angry, but go ahead. I'll, you already know what it is. My my first and basically only note because you told me to stop taking notes is husband is clearly the attacker. <laughs> I was like, why are you taking notes? This, that is there in blue ink on my notebook. Very clear that that's what it is. Um, and then my other second note is you like this because he looks like me. Uh, that that being Mike Vogel playing the character of Russell Williams, who's not actually Russell Williams because he's a. Every white man with glasses and a beard looks like you. <laughs> hey! Remember that guy at the Y took a picture of? He was definitely your doppelganger. Yeah, he was. But that was a one guy. Man, he looked just like... He had a collared shirt on because Grandma always wears like collared shirts to work. It's hilarious. I better wear collared shirts to work. I am a consultant. Can't really show up in a t-shirt with a big old moose on it. Just be like, hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. But anyway, yes, Graham figured out the twist and I was like, he he's smart, so I'm sure he would. But the main one of the main parts of this movie, they have like a red herring in it, which is this guy that I don't even know what he was. I don't know if he was like I think he was supposed to be either the guy who hit her or one of the guys who was immediately on scene, like behind the guy who hit her. That was supposed to be his connection. That's why he cared about her. I guess, but I thought he might have been like an investigator trying to figure out, which I don't have, know how that would tie in. But the guy, basically Russell, kills him. Like, he goes to his house and is like, why are you looking for my wife? And he's like, choking him out. And the guy like sets off his car alarm trying to get people to come out. And it's just like, one note they're like, oh, is anyone out here? Oh, I guess not. I'll just go back in the house. And he basically snaps his neck. I was like, why? That was like 25 minutes into the movie. They killed off the red herring. So I don't understand why he was in there. That that made me so angry. A very bad red herring. Oh my god, yes. Because you you knew it. Like When I was watching the movie, I was like, that guy's not her husband. Like The first few minutes of the movie is like, it's obvious. But I still watched it anyway. <laughs> I don't know did you watch it. You watched it twice because you saw it for some reason. Then decided that I needed to suffer along with you. I was interested sometimes on a we're in quarantine. There's nothing really else to do. I've been watching a lot of bad, scary movies, which are hilarious. This is like a bad thriller movie. I'll use that very loosely. It's basically a lifetime movie, but with 
forgot to mention the key third character. Oh, the black guy from the, like the Allstate commercials. He's the cop. No, you don't know his name. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Haysbert is Detective Frank Page. Makes the comment of um, "You're in good hands" when he's talking with the victim in that. Yeah, so it's like, hey, we're tying it in. So is this like, is this like canon to those commercials? Is 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 this that it? Is that it? <laughs> He's secretly a cop who lost his daughter and is uh, suffering for it, and that's yeah. Like his daughter, like he was basically his character, like Arcus. He failed to find his daughter, and it's like the same time, like she would, di- like she would disappear. So he's like dealing with that, or like his boss is like. Oh, I know a date. He's like, don't, don't do it. Just stop. So I, I mean, his character wasn't bad. It's just basically like, hey, save the girl. It wasn't his character wasn't a bad character. It, the, the big problem was it was so obviously the husband from the very beginning. It took. I mean, one of the things about a thriller that makes a thriller out of mystery is you know something bad's gonna happen, but th- this you knew it was immediately. There was no buildup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he just looked kind of evil. And basically, I'll just basically go ahead and tell the rest of the story. So to summarize it, she goes to his house and finds out that um, he photoshopped all those pictures that she sees around the house because he's using like the same wedding picture. And it starts to like slowly come back that like, and the cop goes to the, uh, what is their workplace? Mm-hmm. And finds out they're like, who's that guy? Because he notices her husband in the picture. He's like, oh, that's I forgot what his name was. Not Russell Wilson. It's it's not nice trying to be. It's not Russell. And he basically got fired because he punched the boss in the nose and he was like obsessed with her, hence secret obsession. And he basically goes around, kills her parents, yeah. kills her husband. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he killed her friends. I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they were a little unclear if she murdered the friends, but she, but he definitely murdered at least three people because he murdered both their parents, apparently in their beds, because the Allstate guy goes into their house and finds their corpses in the bed, and he murdered the red herring. Yeah, and the red herring. I forgot about that. And he brought him back to the house to bury him very oh. poorly. <laughs> he, just, he just scraped a hole in the dirt and threw some soil on top of him and called him buried. And like, then, oh, no one will find this. What's her name? was out trying to escape hobbling around and she finds his leg just sticking out of the ground, which actually does happen when you bury bodies appropriately. What, the legs stick out of the ground? Limbs will poke out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> I know stuff. I didn't say you didn't know stuff, but the like big climax, she finds out basically the memories start flooding back like, oh, that's not him after she finds like the pictures and everything. Finds well, she never sees her dead husband. Um, her, the Russell imposter, basically has her husband in the back of his truck. He doesn't bury any of these bodies. Yeah, he, he, he just leaves the corpse in the car. Yeah, I don't know why. And this and at this point is when uh, Officer Allstate he's shown up and he got clocked back on the head and got knocked unconscious and stuffed in a old freezer, um, which actually. Suffocated him because those things are airtight. Was, they did make the effort to show it was an old freezer, so maybe there was enough damage on it that there was some gaps for airflow. 
And he's like a big dude. He's like what six foot something. Hold on, let me look this up real quick. Let's see, he's sixty five. Well, he's an older gentleman. It doesn't say how tall he is. Blacks don't crack, so they got that. Oh my God, get, get out of here! Just leave. I can't. You're standing between me and the doorway. Hold on, I, I'm still looking this up. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, and the the big thing about this whole is how was. Russell going to make this happen without the car accident like, c- kind of implied he was going to kidnap her and keep her and somehow convince him to be his wife but even when he had her clonked over the head and with no memory she still did not really treat her like a husband okay I found it and he's not all that tall he's only 6'4 I thought he was the same height as you not- Six four, right? Yeah, that's as tall as I am. I know, I think... taller than you are. That's tall. I thought it was the like name of our podcast. <laughs> I thought he was like six six or like six seven. That that's extreme. That's like on the edge. You're like teetering six five. You're still kind of on that. Anything like six six or above, you're like too tall for things. That's that's true. So you're just like barely under there. But yeah. So he he's like six. I don't even understand. That freezer look very tiny. And he's six four. I don't. I oh my god, this movie! But yes, and then of course, you know, she tries to run away. He ties her up a couple times, and she like starts a fire in the house. And then he busts out of the fridge or freezer, sorry. And they go on like this chase in the woods, and they end up getting in like a little tussle. The police officer and him, and she gets the gun because you know that's how usually these standoffs happen. And she's like, oh. "I'm like, girl, shoot! <laughs> you know who's the bad guy." Shoots the guy, and he, of course, you know, does like the horrible thing, like, oh, he gets back up, and she double taps, and he's well, dead. You have fired pistols before. You know how hard it is to accurate, even at close range. That was yeah, actually kind of You realistic. know who's the bad guy. She could just blah, blah. The bad guy had, the, was fighting with the Allstate guy. So anyway, that ends, and they go like, what, six months or something later, and she's still hobbling. I'm like, shouldn't she have, like, uh, what's that called? Physical therapy at the point yeah. she should be able to walk normally, but she's off her cane, so I guess that's something. I, I think the implication was that she was never going to walk quite right again because remember, um, evil Russell messed up her foot when she tried to escape that one time. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So, yep, and then it's like he's moving, he retired, and he's moving to like Arizona, and he makes like a joke, like, I'm going to get some widows. <laughs> yeah. He's moving to Phoenix. Arizona. I was just being more specific. I was providing additional detail for our listeners. Okay, he moves to Phoenix, Arizona. But anyway, that's that's how the movie ends. I didn't think it was that bad. Like I heard people talking about when it first came out, and I saved it on my like queue to watch it because I'm like, if it's that bad, of course I'm going to watch it. I've been watching during this whole quarantine really bad movies that i like to talk about on the podcast yes she has and she keeps making me watch them that's for the content man content mm-hmm. not torturing me which is your favorite game and more so like Catan. you like hey, torturing me more than you like Catan. that's because i mostly win so that you that's don't. the movie and like i said i didn't think it was that bad I mean, it kept my attention, but some parts I was just like, okay, la la la. Especially that red herring part. That kind of that pissed me off. I was like, why? What was the point of this man being in this movie other than to just be another body? And only like two 
three, four people died. That's it. Mm-hmm. Two parents, and, red herring, and then Russell. And the only one who, did, well, no, one more because fake Russell got killed. Um, only of those people, only two of them die on screen. The red herring um, gets miraculously choked out, and then Russell gets shot. The other ones are just basically window dressing because they're already corpses when you find them. Ed Meat would not count them, I don't think. No. <laughs> this movie, like I said, it's like us. Lifetime movie, I said, with a way bigger budget. It, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it had Brenda Song in it. That's why I was like, oh, you know, she's not that bad. She was like on, uh, what was that show? It was, uh, it was a Disney channel. I think she was Wendy Wu, too. Let me look this up. That's why I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I think she is Wendy. Let's see. She was in 100 Ds for Eddie McDowell. If anybody don't know, if you're not a 90s kid, I used to watch that show. It came out in 1999. It's about this dog or a boy who gets turned into a dog because he's like bad or something and like some witch or something like that. It's a weird show. It only lasted for a couple seasons. Don't worry, listeners. If you have no idea what she's talking about, neither do I. She apparently watched a lot of 90s TV. I didn't. Because I had cable. That's true. We didn't have cable. Yeah, you guys didn't have cable. I had cable. So that's why I got to watch Snick. Oh, yeah, I made you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? We'll talk about that in another podcast because, <laughs> oh, my God, some of those episodes are hilarious. So we, should, we should move on to our next segment. And since you chose last one, I'm going to choose the free uh, news segment. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. I figured out what the name of the, it was. Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That's what I started to remember. I was like, that's what I remember from. She was like London Tipton, which is like a Paris Hilton knockoff because she, her dad owned the hotel, so she was rich. So that's what they were trying to play off of. Uh, the okay, Courtney section. Wayne is our Courtney. He is 15 years old, and he was an old man the very first day he was born, so he's very slow. Had to get dragged all over the place, although he gets very excited if there's food around to chase Felicia around the kitchen um, because you'll hold a treat and laugh at him and run around and he'll chase after her and this whole thing. Anyways, this week's story was the problems of walking a corgi in quarantine. That's all you because you had you walk him pretty much and he is he's laying right right now. I'm looking at him. He's just laying down asleep. This is pretty much what he does 95% of the day until he goes out for a walk and then he'll come in for a treat. He'll perk up for that. And then when I'm like in the kitchen cooking, he'll sit there and just look at me, mm-hmm. like, waiting mm-hmm. for me to drop food. Oh yeah, yeah. He's very good at cleaning up. But to tell my story, I was out walking him around, and there were these kids playing outside. You know, it's still quarantine time, but it was also they were plenty of room and everything else. And normally, when I see people, I I cross over on the other side of the street because I'm trying to make it really obvious that I don't want to break the six feet thing and. Also makes it less awkward when there's the dog. But these kids kind of surprised me, and then they came up and very politely asked, "Oh, can we pet your dog?" And I instinctively said yes. Apparently, this is a big violation of quarantine rules. Yes, it I is. am a bad husband for not telling these two nice young boys, "No, you can't pet the dog. Go away." Grr, grr, grr. Yes, that's what you should have said because. In quarantine, he can carry the disease. He can't get it. He's just like, ooh, coronavirus, what? And they'll be stuck on his fur with germs. Who knows what kids touch? They're all sticky. True, they are sticky. Yes, exactly. Well, I, I don't know about these kids because I didn't touch them. I stayed away from them. 
but I kept my grip on leash just in case. I mean, Owen's a very well behaved dog, but he's still a dog, and sometimes you know somebody grabs him wrong, he can get a little nippy. So I finished my walk, I came home, and then he didn't until, tell me. I didn't tell Felicia because I knew she'd yell at me. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, "What? Stop letting people pet him." Knows where their hands have been. People don't wash their hands. You can see in quarantine, people buying toilet paper, all the paper towels, and soap. Where were these people not washing their hands beforehand? Probably not. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I went into the store, like, we went to Costco, like, the weekend where they basically shut everything down. Before, like, they shut the restaurants before you get eat inside. And we went up to his parents' house before this, like, started getting worse. And we went to Costco, and the line, like, to get, like, to, the checkout line was, like, all the way basically by the meats. So we had your dad stand in there and, like, just wait in line while we just put stuff in the cart. That's basically our thing. And we were out in and out pretty fast, actually. Because Costco, they they got their shit together. <laughs> they, they were moving in and out. But, like, people were just grabbing, like, five things of toilet paper, grabbing all the chicken. All the cleaning supplies were gone at that point. I was just like, were y'all not washing your hands before you? You, you nasties. Oh, they were not. Oh, my God. It's just because I usually do all the grocery shopping because I have my list and everything. And I've been getting lucky. I went to Costco like a couple, like a few weeks ago and I found this huge thing of hand sanitizer. And I was like, I'll get this. <laughs> and I put it in my cart and Graham's face when I came home with that thing. was <laughs> It was hilarious. It, I believe literally a gallon of hand sanitizer with one of those hand pumps it's enormous it was a german it's like the thing you would use at like an office because you know costco sold things in bulk and i was like this is perfect it's huge it was necessary now look i use it every time i go into the store i wash my hands i mean i use them i wash my hands every time i come home of course but i don't have like a sink in my car so it's been handy that's true because you you, you have been that to fill up the little bottles that you've picked up here, there, and everywhere else. Those that one guy who sold you a whole bunch of little, the little hands. Oh, yeah, I bottles. brought like two of them, and then he gave me like two more, and they were like ninety-eight percent alcohol. Basically, it like singed your eyebrows off. Those things were like super strong. But oh man, this this quarantine. Luckily, we're not like divorced <laughs> or anything. I know a lot of people have mentioned that this has can put a real strain on your relationship if you're not used to spending a lot of time with each other. Fortunately, Felicia and I do spend quite a bit of time with each other, so it's been. I mean, there's been some times where one or other has been grumpy and under the other room, but it's been pretty good. Probably mostly me after like a hard lift. <laughs> I'll put that on me. But like, we haven't been like arguing or anything because we're mostly around each other most of the time, and either he's playing his game. Or I'm playing my video games if we're in the same room. I mean, we talk and everything, but it's not like, oh, God, I'm trying to see in your face every damn day. Like, that's not even a problem. Because <laughs> we got, like, a three-bedroom house, so we we chilling. Like, if I don't feel like being in here, I'll just go in the other room. That's, that's, bedroom has just been very, very excessive. But, hey, it's, it's worked out. I mean, it, it gave me an office, which really made yeah. this quarantine much easier to deal with. Yeah, so that's that's nice. I, I like all my friends. Like I've been talking to like Kelsey and Sloan. Shout out to them. Um, like they're getting basically getting married. Kelsey is getting married like next year, and Sloan is actually getting married. And she's only had to cancel one thing is like the bridal shower, I think. And like 
she and her, I'm sure her fiance are like getting along and everything. Like no one of my friends like, oh my God, I'm tired of them. They're getting on my nerves, anything like that. So I don't know. We're just really lucky, I guess. Like no one's been like, I'm tired of seeing you or anything. Cause I guess people aren't used to seeing each other every day. Well, I mean, it takes a lot of different ways to make a relationship. And for some people, that's just how you know they, they have a more distance relationship than we're used to that I don't think would work for us. If I didn't see you constantly, I would, would be very, I'd be a very unhappy man. Oh, we first started dating. You lived in Hawaii. I was in Terre Haute. So. Yeah. Yeah, but we always made the effort to use Skype and stuff like that, which I know was really hard on you because you had to be up at like. Oh my God, that time. Oh my God, I'm so glad not to do that anymore. It was like, what, six hour difference? Oh, I don't even remember. So it was a lot. It'd be like midnight my time. It'll be like noon his time. So he's all awake and I'm like half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Or pretty much fell asleep one time, I think, on the phone. Not one time. There were several times. Where you, no, I'm not saying to be mean because you were making a commitment. Because what it was is I would have to get off work, go back to my apartment, which was a converted garage part of the time. And the other part was a it was somebody's bedroom that was illegally converted into an apartment. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and um, I talked to you, and I would be awake because I just came off work. But you... You you lifted and thrown and everything else, and you were ready to just go to sleep. So there were a number of times where I'd say, "Felicia, are you awake? Are you are you awake?" And you yeah, would respond. And then I would hang up on you, which I always felt a little bad because I was worried that like maybe you were like I need to be asleep. But no, you never were. You were dead. Because <laughs> most of the time, I still was on like the college schedule. I had to like wake up early and do like two a days. Oh man. Oh, that was a rough times. Like, I'm glad I got to do that anymore. It's nice to go out there and visit, though. That was like the best part. Hey, we just need to get you to be coaching at UH Manoa. We'll be set. Oh, yeah, let me just. Oh my god, there. It's so expensive to live out there. That's one reason I so, I like to go visit out there. But their milk is like five dollars. You don't drink milk anyways. Exactly, you drink milk. Oh, well, I stopped. Like five dollars a gallon. Oh my god, uh, everything like the only thing cheap out there was probably the gas. I wonder how cheap it is during quarantine. Yeah, the like at Costco, I guess that was the Costco thing. gas. Is cheaper. I knew a fair number of people who said the only thing keeping them on the island was Costco prices, which was not unreasonable. Man, that was like a club in there, like it'd be popping. Like, we used to go there, like, was it on a Friday or something, to get like get you some food, and it was like popping, like, there was a whole bunch of cars in there. That was it was popping there. You had the cheapest gas. You can get food, and I think they had some like Hawaiian treats at the like gas. Not the gas station. The was it concession stand or whatever the food area. You know where you buy the ice cream? Yeah, no, I, I remember. I don't think they did. Oh, they, I they thought did. they might have. Or maybe it was that guy selling uh masadas on the side of the road. Yeah, there was a guy selling masadas just down the road from them. So they they just had the stand. Well, then standard. Costco foods. Oh, okay, I thought they might have served something else. No, that was at uh, McDonald's. They had like uh, the spam and stuff for like mm. breakfast. They have like Hawaiian specialties. McDonald's. See, even McDonald's, they didn't have a dollar menu there. That's how you know I couldn't live there. It's like no dollar menu. Oh man, it was the, the sushi was good though. Oh man, Tashima's. I remember, that. but it was so their food was so good. There's that neat shrine right next door that you went over and visited a couple times. Oh, yeah. I think the best place I liked was Tashima's. And, of course, to get, like, the malasadas was Tex. To explain what a 
Assad is uh, Portuguese. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those classic. There's a million different versions of them. You fry dough and you put sugar on it. In Mossad's case, they're squares, um, and they're they're pretty pretty hefty things. When they Jaden went over to the other side of the islands, came back. Who is Jaden? Jaden was one of my friends out there. He's uh, and everyone else is still doing well. But he went over to the other side of the island to get visit family. Came back south of Texas, full box of I think sixteen. I, I think I fell in love with that man right there. He was handing them out. Uh, we're together on Saturday. Now, to his point, those things were fire. Like, especially when they're hot. You can see the people, like, making them and everything. And I, when he first, like, took me up there, I was like, I was like, so it's just a donut. I still call it a donut. That's basically what it is. So don't, don't it's just not me. basically a donut. <laughs> it's basically a donut. But um, he had, you made me try a plain one, and then we filled, like, two jelly ones. I was like, the jelly ones weren't, that, that wasn't hit. But the plain ones, oh my god! Then they were hot. Oh, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and have one now. And then I end up buying like a dozen <laughs> to take back because it was like a what 30, 45 minute drive to get up there. You had to go up top road. You had to go all the way up on the north side of the island because I was living down in uh, Kaluakona. So yeah, it was a, it was a trip. Oh man, that was worth it. I remember when I was leaving and I was non revving out there this time, non revving back home, and it's like, oh, our plane's full. I was like. Oh, darn. I was like, hey, you want to go to Texas? <laughs> we went straight to Texas after that. I was like, yes, at least I can get some molasadas after out of this. I wasn't too bummed about it. I was like, I got to stay a whole another day in Hawaii. Oh, darn. I, you didn't have our one trip I had with my mom where we were stuck on Maui for five days straight. And the problem with that was we had to spend all day in the airport to try and get the flights out. We're always really lucky with it. Yeah, because I knew you lived there. So I was like, eh, yeah, I'm fine. Know. You had a lot of options. Oh man, that good times in Hawaii. Oh well, what else should we talk about? Uh, your turn to suggest a segment. I did want to pitch this as an idea. Um, once we ever figure out music to put in this, because I had a pretty cool, cool thing. But it's like my tales from the gym. You know, like tales from the crypt. That whole yeah. whole thing. So, oh my god, I've 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 had a lot of adventures in the gym. Especially being a woman that can lift a lot of weight. There are a lot of men that get very, very insecure. And I'm just like, look, man, I'm doing my job. If I was like, like my athletes, I coach at a college and they were like, you're stronger than your husband. I was like, if I wasn't stronger than my husband, I wouldn't be able to do my job. And they go, you right. I was like, yeah, (laughs) like that's my job is to be strong. The other thing that drives me nuts when I mention your shot put thrower to people is that they're like, well, I guess you won't be, I guess she's beating you up. I'm like, is everyone just thinking domestic violence possibly happens? It's like, I'm always just beating you up. You just got black eyes. Like, oh, I thought I'm stairs. Like, I'm I'm not anybody up. <laughs> if any five people that know me, I'm probably like the most chill, relaxed person. I've tried to get you to beat people up and you've refused. But yes. Like, I have to get really upset and I don't get upset like that. Like too often, but anyway, I guess let me. Oh, okay, I, I got one. We'll, we'll go ahead and tell this story. Back in the time, which is like a year and a half ago, when we lived in Kokomo, Indiana, I used to go to the Y because with Graham's job, he got a free membership for the Y for me and a spouse. So I was like, we get to go for free is a great. We went in, signed up. Now I was going there for about like a month, and everything was fine. No, no big deal. You know, people come up to you like, oh, 
what do you do? That's basically how they start a conversation. I'm like, oh, I throw shop. And they go, okay. I was like, you must do something. I was like, yep, that's what I do. One time I go up there in the morning because I like to lift in the morning. I am a morning person. That that That's like the best time to go lift because there's never anybody in there. There was like this one old guy, like a black older man. Like, I don't even know. He looked like he's in his 70s. He's older than my dad. And he had like a church suit on, like a Steve Harvey type suit. Not as many buttons, but he had like the pants, like in the shirt and a tie. And I was like, I don't know if he knows somebody or like what. But he came up to me. He's like, oh, let me help you spot you. I was like, what? And I just let him do it. Probably in hindsight, that was probably a bad idea. <laughs> but I mean, I was just like, maybe he knows somebody or maybe he worked here, but he didn't have a name tag. It would have been also very awkward if someone said, hey, can I spot you for you to be like, no. Yeah, like I'm just like okay, and he's like, yeah, there, there you go, and I was just like, okay, you know, I did my study. He's like, let me be right back, and he just went over to talk to somebody else and help them. I was like, I, I didn't really need this man's help. I knew what I was doing and what I need to do, but I was like, okay, that's a little weird. He tried to like sit there and talk to me, and he like he used to be a uh, weightlifter or whatever, and I was just like, okay, cool. Can I go ahead and leave because I start to finish my workouts like six thirty in the morning, dude. <sighs> Then, like, this happened for at least a couple of days, and I was like, okay, I got to get up early, like, when this place first opens to avoid this man, because I just want to get my sets done. And then after that, like, I saw him maybe one time as I was leaving, and he was just, like, chilling out by, like, the guardrail, by, like, the stairs that go down to, like, the lobby and everything, and, oh, my God, it was just so weird. I don't know if that man worked there. After I saw him, like, a couple more times, he didn't bug me, and then I just never saw him again for the time that we were there. It was really weird. And I remember I told Graham this. He was just like, huh. I mean, what was I going to do? There's some weird guy maybe creeping on my wife or just maybe just kind of being a, a kind of a weird guy in general. I don't think he was like creeping on me. I don't know if he was just like, man, I wish I could back to, you know, my older days. Like, you know, you so there's some guys in there lifting, doing stuff. But I was like, so weird. I was just like, at one point I had to like avoid it. I had to wake up when it first opened. That was like at 4.30 in the morning. I, I remember when you told me that, and I was kind of like, all right, Felicia, we've got a problem that you need to deal with. But you're just like, oh, let's just you got 4.30 in the morning. It's important to note that for me, 4.30 is a fake time. It's like 13 o'clock, the time that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, he is not a morning person at all. You are happily off in dreamland. You are not awake lifting heavy things. That is not what you should be doing at four. In the morning, as far as I'm concerned. And for my line of work, I like to get my stuff done early in the morning, especially in the winter time. I think this past like winter was it actually started getting colder. Me and my coach were in the I was there at like 5 30, like in the morning to get my workout in, and he'd come at like 6 30 or 6. It it was a ridiculous time to get up to try to throw heavy things, but that's what we had to do. So I've adjusted to where I wake up early to get my stuff done. Especially when it's like I'm just throwing at my college I was using at and that facility that they use is for everything. So that was like the only time we can get in. So yeah, that that's one tale that I've I've had. I've had a lot of weird strange, but I'm pretty sure they're not over with because the gyms started opening back up and people are like desperate to get back in there. Which I mean I was too, but I know I've uh, gained a significant amount of weight inside this building and unable to go anywhere quarantine 10 or whatever oh, i think it's probably more than 10 
Oh, you'll be all right. Men lose weight a lot faster. I'm starting to get my uh my swole on now. We're getting back into it. I'm getting a new workout today. I'm pumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's doing the punchy thing, even <laughs> though her sport does not involve punching people. Okay, I'll shot put. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just shot put it up there. Shot put it with your left arm, which is. Hey, you never know. So yeah, that's that's one of the strange tales I've had for the gym. That's probably one of the most stranger like ones. Usually, I just get like men that are like, I get a lot of dudes that are like. It's mostly men. I don't want to generalize it because there could be women in there, but they're usually doing like butt exercises. Like every, I don't want to generalize that either. But usually, a lot of women are doing like banded, like just stuff for their ass. That's that's pretty much. And I'm like, you know, you can do squats and. There's a lot of other things you don't want, just like a big ass and like a noodly arms. <laughs> but like a lot of dudes, like I remember I was one like benching and there's a guy next to me and I put like 225 on and the guy's like, he put on like an extra like five pounds. So he was lifting more than me and he was struggling to do that. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> la, 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 la. Do you remember what percentage you were that day when you did that? It was like 80 or 60? I don't know. It was getting close up to like, probably like 90 and i was still warming up and that guy was struggling like not to brag or anything but i i mean that's part of my job is to be strong but it was just funny because i'm sitting up there listening to my music minding my own business like i never want to talk to people in the gym or in general (laughs) i think i honestly think you need to go back to those old like 1950s martians that used to have the antennas on the ears because you you like to no, this is why, because you wear earbuds, but your dreads cover your earbuds, so there's no way to tell that you can't hear. Yeah, but people should assume now that there's everybody's got like something in their ears. I never go into the gym without headphones, because they blast horrible music. It's like, I don't know, it's like Katy Perry firework or something trying to be like inspiration. I was like, this is terrible. Hey, yesterday, you were trying to tell me that Katy Perry's firework garbage wasn't garbage. I didn't say it wasn't garbage. I was just saying why you, well, you hate pop music, so it doesn't matter. It's a bad song that's badly performed. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that was last some weird, stupid, I don't know, like pop 100 top from like 2002. Missed. I was at a 4th of July with my brother and some of our friends. And when the fireworks start off, they started with, baby, I just so hard. There was like a circle of laughter around me. And I hadn't intended to. It just was so bad. I involuntarily just went, oh. It was longer than that. I'm trying to save our listeners from hearing just a really long, long groan. Yeah, that that's why I always bring my headphones in. I used to have like the, well, I still have them. Like they'd wire, but they like, they're wireless, but they connect to each other. So they're like Bluetooth. I used to have that and people still come to me like, oh, but I generally don't talk to people in the gym because I don't know, just talking to people like that's where people go to like, like get hit on and stuff. Now. And I'm like, I'm married. <laughs> like, I don't need this anymore. And also you're going to the gym with a very specific purpose. You have a workout item by item list. A lot of times you have it in a binder that you see. Out in front of you on the floor, so you know you're lifting. Like you have a very different. Yeah, I mean, there's other people in there. I see, like you know, there's some serious people in there that actually get their work done. I'm like, yes, and there's other people that's kind of like stand around, just looking, and I'm like, 
they're just here. I was like, why are you spending money to go to the Y then? <laughs> or any gym. Like, that's a waste of your money. But yeah, that's whatever people want to do. You can try to pick up those fitness models that sometimes work out the gyms you're in. I guess. I don't know. I don't see no fitness models in there. There, there was that one you could tell a story another time. Um, I guess I have a segment. Go ahead. I've been reading books. Oh god, yeah, this is definitely his segment. I don't read. I listen to audiobooks. Audiobooks. But uh one of the ones I was reading was Five Myths About Nuclear Weapons by Ward Wilson, who's an anti proliferation advocate. And he's just kind of analyzing atomic weapons through the ages. I say atomic because George W. Bush has terrified me to say nuclear wrong, even though it's nuclear. Just kind of interesting. The big thing that I came away from was the point that Japan probably didn't end the war any faster. It was the Soviet entry, which I mean, it's, it, it could be a little bit hard to say because the, the Japanese bought into, oh, we got nukes, therefore we lost, because they were willing to be invaded. Yeah, this is totally your segment. I don't know what you're talking about. I always just see him reading books in bed, so I don't know. Or in, anywhere. He'll go to my track meets and just sit there and read a book. And Larry's like, is he really reading a book? I'm like, yep. And his mom does the same damn thing. <laughs> like, I know track meets are long, but it just looks so funny because he's just in there, like, reading, especially, like, outdoor. He'll just be sitting in the grass, just have a book wide open. And his mom just brings a book. He's like, well, I'm just reading Harry Potter for the hundredth time. <laughs> Oh, I mean, right now I'm reading a random walk down Wall Street by Burton J. E. L. Okay, anyways, he's a, he's an economic guy, and his whole point is that you should just provide the bonds, broad spectrum stocks instead of trying to chase which one's the right one because it's basically unknowable. Just kind of creepy. It's like you know this massive economic engine we have is like some sort of Cthulhu-esque unknowable being that operates under its own laws. It is. Well, do you have any books like you want to suggest or anything? You've read everything. Well, no. You haven't read all the Harry Potters. You've read up to book, what, three? Oh, four. I'm sorry. I finished uh, Fire, and I realized that if I wanted to read kind of fantasy i would just go back to reading lord of the rings again which is not to criticize harry potter harry potter is hating a- all the harry potter heads out there huh welcome to harry potter stand over here huh screw twilight i i would agree with that but i mean harry potter at the time i was reading it was definitely too young for me it was that's my childhood man you ruining it huh I'm trying to ruin it yeah ended high school i think yeah no, no the first book came out in like 1990 yeah nine I was both by time and by temperament ahead of those books, which, which again, there's nothing wrong with them. They're fun stories, and they got some maybe some good messages. They also got some weird stuff, like towards the end, where all of a sudden there's magic Nazis for some reason. Hey, hey that's for another podcast. <laughs> can't just can't just well. We actually, I brought the whole complete series. Yes, all the movies of Harry Potter, and I made him watch it because he's never seen them. So, mm-hmm. and it was on sale. So, okay, the first book. Sorcerer's Stone came out in 1997, so I was seven when yeah. it came out. <laughs> and people who want to feel like they're smart point out that that was originally called the Philosopher's Stone in England, but they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone because most Americans don't know what a Philosopher's Stone is. Yeah, it says Philosopher's Stone, but I'd actually change it to Sorcerer's Stone. It was one of the 
dumbest ways to try and prove you're smart that you know this one specific piece of of evil and ancient alchemy like the proper name of it but i guess you could prove that you're super smart and you're better than those dumb well they didn't think that it'd go over well like with uh american audience because they're like some of the slang is different like jumpa and fiddle faddle well that's not a real one but like jumper like you would say hoodie or like a sweatshirt or something like that and snogging which is like making out for them like their terms and the other thing too is that it's I've heard it described as part of the grand tradition of British stories about a kid going off to a boarding school and then special stuff happens to him and then they're special. It's a kind of a category of books you don't see in the United States because we don't have nearly as much of a tradition of boarding schools. I mean, there are boarding schools in the United States, but there's not a huge section of America that go to boarding school. There's a lot of British people. Well, yeah, so... We've, we've watched that. We'll talk about that on another podcast. But he's uh, he's watched them all now since I made him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to get all the Blu-rays, so I was excited about that. Anything else we should we talk about? Or some I mean, I could talk about my nuke some more. Oh. <laughs> One of the things I thought is called Five Myths, and he wasted this. What I thought was a waste of time talking about how... H bombs were not actually a destructive quantum versus uranium bombs. I had a lot of time going over this, and to me, I was kind of like, I think your average person that's involved in their understanding of nuclear weapons, not your physicists, your average voters, doesn't care what it is that makes the bomb go boom. They just know it makes a really big boom. Does it? Does it make a big boom? There's other stuff. I don't know what he's talking about. He, he's on his own on this one because he reads a lot of like wartimey books. That's like in I saw Lord of the Rings. Don't cross your hands at me. It's the truth. You read a lot about like war, war, World War One and two and stuff like that. Cross my arms. It's whatever. It's the truth. He reads a lot of he reads a lot of books. Our, I had to get extra bookshelves for us because books were just laying on the floor. It made me very unhappy. I was very glad because she actually went out on her own and got them for us, which made me feel appreciated that she understood that that was something I needed. I also didn't feel comfortable demanding that she, that we add this kind of furniture. And we, we needed them because there was a whole bunch of just books just laying on the floor. It actually makes our office look a lot better but I had to go and I was like ah, it's like, you know, around this time of year actually, I got them last year and people were having like uh, garage sales and I was like, oh, let me just look and see if they have any. And I found like one in this like a whole bunch of older people. I think it was like a senior community and she had it for like twenty dollars. I was like, I'll do ten. She goes, All right. <laughs> I was like, twenty dollars for a used bookshelf. Like, that's too much. It's better than nothing. That's how I see it. it. It also for her has the emotional element of somebody else is using it, it's not getting thrown away. For people that you've had stuff for a while, you don't want it just thrown away in the garbage. You want it to be used. Oh, and he also thought he did a really interesting breakdown of the Cuban missile crisis, pointing out that the threat of atomic weapons on the Soviet side did not dissuade Kennedy from what he was doing. Since the whole thing, there's a lot going on with that, and Kennedy's so sanctified some parts of this country that probably should say anything more about it. I made the mistake of mentioning my opinions on Kennedy as someone I got a big, long lecture about. Very long. Very boring. I won't inflict it on you. I am a kind host. Unless you want me to put that on. Okay, let's just cut that that whole section out right there. (laughs) No.
Just if you, you want me to flip that to you, you should send it to our send a question to our email, which is oh, yeah, we made we made an email here. <clears throat> it is it's damn your tall pod at gmail.com. So it's D-A-M-N-Y-O-U-R-E-T-A-L-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's our that's our little email that we set up so we can get some questions and just have a little fun. That's this what it's about. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, we can do this. We can just sit here and talk for about an hour, 45 minutes about whatever the hell we want to. Old books that I've read. God, I guess that is definitely your segment. <laughs> I, I like I said, I listen to audiobooks. I mean, we have the segment where we talk about movies that you had forced me to watch because that is funny. You can't deny it. Some of them are, like for instance, the one that will the one that we should do next recording, which is Car. Oh my god, that movie was awesome! I loved it. <laughs> it was awesomely terrible. It was so awesome. We've reached the end of this recording. So once again, what is our email address? Let, let, let me let me start again. And you can reach us at our email, which is our email is damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. That is once again D-A-M-N-Y-O-U-R-E-T-A-L-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. So we've reached the end of our first episode. I actually kind of enjoyed it. It's actually really fun. See why people do this now. I'm Felicia. And I'm Graham. And that's the end of our first podcast. Hope you enjoy. Catch you guys on the next one.